Welcome to this green church. We're a Christian community on a mission to raise saviors, believers that are righteous and supernatural, to succeed, lead, and have transformational societal impact. Join us every Sunday at 9 a.m. and Wednesday at 6 p.m. to be a part of this amazing service. Be blessed as you listen. All right, so let's you know continue praying the Spirit for two to three minutes, right? Like Benjamin said, we're praying Ephesians one, right? That the eyes of our understanding is enlightened. That's the a particular version I like says the core of our being is flooded with light, right? Halabraktoja katalia braktusikalia balagadosha kata libra tosatalia malagraduza katalia braktoza kata libra karote sinda le braktoza katalia braktoza kata hila braktoza katalia madizita le brakuruta shanta hila braktoza katalia brakto shatalia brikta sutelia malagaduza kata le braktozanta le braktosita la brakaruta sina katalia balagadoza le brakaruta satalia braktoza katalia balagadoza that yes, the core of our being is flooded with immeasurable light. That we know tangibly, we know tangibly the immeasurable, the unlimited surpassing power. That's how Amplified puts it, right? At work in us, hila braktoze katelia braktoza kata le braktoze katelia maligra tanza kata e katalia baksutelia bande e la braktoze katelia bagzute shatalia balagradosa e kasute katelia balagradosa kata le batsuze katelia basute kate. And then later on in chapter three, when Paul is saying that I pray that you grasp, right, that you have the ability to understand how high, how wide, how deep the love of God is. So we're just going to be praying that, 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 you know, that God's love, right, the ability to comprehend how God loves us, the ability to comprehend what his love means, the ability to comprehend his love for us, right, the ability to understand his love. You know, later down, I think somewhere in the verse, Amplified would say, you know, that would know, and then in brackets, somewhere there says that, like, tangibly no, right? Beyond mere understanding. That's how I particularly put it. So, that yes, we grasp, we understand how high, how wide, how deep your love is. That we tangibly live in this reality, the knowledge of who you are in us, through us. For in Jesus' name, we have prayed. How did our week go? Nice. Um, welcome, church, everybody. If you're, I'm, I'm used to being on YouTube, so that's, that's right. If you're just joining us, leave comments. Somebody will be in the comment section to say hi, hopefully. So say hi. Share the links with your friends on your social media platforms as well. All right, so our topic for a series topic is growing up spiritually, right? And last week, Pitsy did an amazing job with awakening our hearts, you know, on the importance of how, you know, God calls us to higher standards, right? So I hope we're not, you know, done recovering from that. The goal is that last week's sermon is a state that we stay for a longer time. Amen. All right, so to start with, I'd like to let us know, is here in my notes, that this is important that we look inwardly while we're here. I know it's very easy to hear stuff and just say, ah, that's my friend, ah. 
this word is for him. Them I, you know, yeah. So it's important that we realize that we are the ones that are being assessed, right? We are the ones doing the assessment of ourselves, right? Not of another person. It's important to keep it in mind that you're the one that needs fixing, building, growing, all of us as persons, right? Thank you. So yeah, growing up is a process, right? And a major step is acknowledging and, and locating ourselves. So what this means is, understanding like if if we're going to go it's important to first realize what we are in the first place you know who we are in the first place where we are so we know what's like what we consider a next step so um okay all right so Ephesians 4 verse 8 11 to 15 so in this verse right you find that Paul here didn't consider the Ephesus church to be grown up right where he's saying, but speaking the truth in love may grow up, because he doesn't yet consider them grown up, right? And then wraps it up with, it will all come in the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God unto a perfect man. It means that ultimately we are all called to be perfect. We are all called to, to mirror the life that God has, right? Mirror the life that Jesus has, right? And in this place, Paul is talking about us growing spiritually, reaching spiritual maturity, about us becoming fully grown spiritual men. So God wants us to grow, ultimately. God wants me to grow. God wants you to grow. God wants all of us to grow, right? And he's not biased in, God is not biased in how he apportions the ability to grow, not at all. Somebody said something, and he said that in the kingdom, we get hungry by being hungry, right? So... And he was talking about the word, actually. So point is, God doesn't exactly say, I'm going to allow this one just grow 100, and this one's going to grow minus one, right? Point is, God wants us to go, right? But again, for everything we want to do, there's systems, there's structure, right? And there's, you know, an acknowledgement that is important, right? So, you know, there's, so here I'm just going to be highlighting three stages of spiritual development, and they correspond to stages in physical development as well, babyhood, childhood, and manhood, right? Um, it's very important to realize that where you are, where I am, where we are, has nothing to be, do with how long we've been in church. It doesn't have anything to be, do with um, if you've been saved for three years or 30. It doesn't have anything to do with that. So it's important that, you know, we're we're like we're op our minds are open to you know receive so similarly no one is born a full-grown christian right we're born spiritual babies and then we grow up right so there's this story from the book i read um by pastor hagen i had to take it slowly because somebody said i shouldn't say pastor so papa hagen okay so um the except is we're born babies and with babies, they need to be seen about, right? Um, if you know any baby, I don't say Jola, because Jola says not a baby. So, right? So, if you know any baby, realize that babies need help. They need to, they, they had never been to a church before. And this is like baby Christians, right? So, when they come into a place, I find that it's easy for us to expect so much from people, right? And, you know, me too. It's easy for us to expect that, you know, they should have already grown up already and but then that's not the reality right and that's not the reality and that there's work to do so in this particular except Papadion was speaking about you know a church that had about 30 20 to 30 people come for the first time and he asked the pastor where's everybody all the first timers did not come and then he was trying to let him know that that these new people that have come they need to be followed up on they need to be prayed with talked to, dealt with, because they are newborn babies. And it's easy for us to stand in position where we say, nobody came back, nobody came back. But then they too, their position is, nobody spoke to me. Nobody reminded me, right? Nobody followed up on me. I'm not dragging follow up, I promise. So um, it's just important to realize that there is their position and there's where we are, right? And PT hammered on something last week, and he has said it before and before during workers training, that a healthy church is made up of adult believers, people who are growing and people who are still babies, right? That we must have a blend. So we would expect a blend, because that's how we'll grow. 
But then we are responsible for babies. Babies don't know, they can't do for themselves. A newborn baby in the natural cannot do much, doesn't walk, doesn't walk yet, doesn't dress himself. In fact, he doesn't do anything for himself. All he does is eat and eat and eat. So, yeah, but then there are like things that, you know, we notice that only babies have, right? So for instance, babies are very innocent. People are like, oh, you're so sweet, right? Right, so babies are very innocent. And then when we think of babies, right, nobody considers a baby having a past, right? Because a baby doesn't have a past. And so like newborn babies, um, it's a reality that we are new in Christ. It's, it's such a beautiful reality that everything that you were before you gave your life to Christ doesn't matter. Like it is, it is one of the most beautiful facts that we would ever have to receive Right, and it can be, can be a slow reality that we accept, but it is what it is, that you're now a new creation, right? And even for these babies too, they don't have a past. Even if they act like a past, they don't have a past, right? So um, no matter how we lived before we came to Christ, God looks as, at us as innocent babies, and that's how we should see it. So it's important that we accept our new identity. It may be slow, it may be tempting, but then it's really who we are, right? It's really important that we accept that, oh, um, I'm new. First Corinthians 5, 17 says, therefore, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature or creation. All things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new, right? So think of it like, the image in my mind is ceramic ware. So think of it as beautiful porcelain ceramic ware, right? You know how beautiful and beautiful it looks, right? That's how, that, that's me trying to even metaphorically explain, but the reality that we are new in Christ, that, so it is, is one of the hardest things to teach believers, quite frankly, because there is no, how do I explain it? Even because when you think down your memory lane, there's still a yesterday that you remember, right? But it's the fact that you are new, you are new, and you are new, right? So regardless of the stages you are in, regardless of how we are dealing with life, we're new, we're new people in Christ, regardless of that person you used to be, I can't think of anything evil, but if you were as terrible as the word terrible itself, in Christ you are a new babe, you're a new person, right? You're a baby and with, with Christ, it's not, it is the fact that, oh, he doesn't even count, impu, you know, impute his wrongs anymore because they're gone. It's like, it's like they never existed, safe to say, right? Okay, so something we can learn from, you know, being a baby or, you know, babyhood is that innocence is one characteristic we should never outgrow. And the reason is that, you know how new babies, if you, if you meet new converts as well, or even, or babies, right, you find that they're very, they have this beautiful heart to want to receive, to want to learn, to want to, they're always very eager, right, to take in, to take correction, right? But then we find that as we grow, a lot of times it's easier for us to stay in the place where we feel like I am here already, I have, I know everything that you're about to say, that type of thing, like, ah, what do you want to teach me on faith? I already know everything on faith. What do you want to teach me on healing? I already know everything on healing. What do you want to teach me on love? I already know everything on love, right? And quite frankly, something Pete said, though, let me try to remember now, something about, ah, I know this thing, wait. Something about learning, unlearning, I remember. But to paraphrase, it's about how the people that will, I think some, I'm paraphrasing, don't judge me, something about people that will rule the world are those that are learning, something like that. Yeah. So, yeah, just to say that, eh? Do you remember it? Okay. So, I've actually read this like three weeks ago before. Yeah, but something like that. Just to say that um, if we're willing to learn and we are full of faith, right? Innocence is something that we should want to preserve, right? My friend would say, preserve your wonder, keep your childlike wonder, because it's, it is so important, right? That's sponginess, that's ability to want to soak up everything, that ability to want to, you know how beautiful children are with knowledge, like they're just, they're just happy to, they're, they're very open, 
Like their hands are very open. Is there a word? Okay. Their hands are like very open to receiving, right? And so that's how we should be, regardless of how grown you think you are or not grown you are, right? We would never get to a place where we're even done learning. So to think that we know everything is funny, right? All right, right. So we should always maintain a teachable spirit, right? We should always maintain a teachable spirit. And so sometimes, you know, when we, it's important we're doing a hat check consistently and realizing that, okay, this teaching on faith, I've heard it a hundred times, but this first time, this time, I'm, this hundred and one first time I'm going to church again to hear a teaching on faith, my, I'm going to treat it like I've never heard it before. So I'm, I'm here, here learning about faith for the first time, even if I've heard it a hundred times, because I know that the word of God is alive and it is able to change us. Right, so it's important we keep an open spirit and teachable spirit towards God and man. Right, so another thing we see with babies is they're ignorant. Right, a baby seems to think that everything is intended for the mouth hands, toys, food, and soap. Right, so we need to be careful with what we read, what we listen to, what we allow into our spaces. Peter talked a lot about this on Sunday. Peter has talked about it a whole lot, about how it's so important, right? Um, think of it like this. If you were going to learn how to cook, for instance, right? I want to cook jollof. No, let me know something like that. Let's say if you want to learn how to make pap or something. You naturally pick, naturally. You do one, one person that teaches, finish it, and then move to another. Because it's, it is harmful for you to learn how, okay, this person melted the pap, okay, next video. And um, this person poured water, next video. This person added hot water, next video. And that's literally how we appear when we're doing, like we're picking. It's like, how, how do I explain? It's like, you're in, it's like you're just picking here and there and you don't get the full meal. So it's important we, we, we monitor what, where we consider our church. And what I mean here is that Twitter is not your church. I'm not dragging anybody. Twitter is not your church. IG is not your church. YouTube, ah, that one, is not your church, right? Regardless of how deep, beautiful, available, timely, you know, all those videos that are popular, like, ah, this is so timely, this is so timely. It is not your church, and it's important to realize that um, God, God is not disorderly. Right, and even with how we grow, even with his grain, and yeah, yeah. So it's like yes, there there can be resources available, right? And yes, there are resources available, but it's important that we are careful about what we are listening to, what we are reading, what we are allowing into our space. We must teach us treat our spaces as sacred, right? So Proverbs four twenty three says, we must above all else guard our hearts, for everything we do flows from it, right? A lot of times, it is needless curiosity, right? So we're safer off not knowing some things. Unhealthy curiosity killed the cat. And so sometimes we find that, or we think that I'm too grown to be injured, too grown to, too grown to, if, like, if I watch these things, if I listen to them, they can't affect me because I've grown past that. I'm now in the point where, oh, I can divide it rightly. I, if I listen to this terrible thing, I would see, like, if I said this nonsense, I'm able to create sense, right, that type of thing. But we must understand that we'd always be better off without that nonsense, regardless of how mature we think we are. Like, we're safer. We're safer not knowing a lot of things, I promise. Right. So, because the fact about this thing is that what we allow begins to affect our, you know, testimony, because then if we affect them as doctrine, we find that, you know how sometimes you come to church and um, there's, there's a wrong doctrine that you formed in your heart by yourself because stuff is going on. Say, for instance, you're dealing with sicknesses and it feels like healing isn't working and you're just going to easily give in to the place of memory and say, okay, maybe God doesn't just want to heal this. God will heal other things, but he's not going to heal this. It's easy. I mean, it's very easy to get there. It's very easy. And this is, you know, it could be health or other parts of your life. Okay, maybe God doesn't just want to do this. He wants to do other things for me, but not this. And then we come to church, right? And then let's say there's a teaching on faith, and that's re- correct everything. And realize that because 
no, I'm speaking from, you know, experience. And I realized that because we have heard, you know, fresh and correct word, right? We launch into the new week with a reality of that thing I was saying not makes sense. Okay, so let's correct it. And it then affects how we pray. So if before my prayer was, ah, well, God, I know you, you heal me of other things, but this one, we're watching it, right? Now I came to church and I hear people say, um, healing is, you know, God's bread for us all, right? And it talks about healing so much. The new week, because I've received so much, it's easy for me to go into the place of prayer demanding healing because I have been taught that healing is for me from headache to the biggest sickness. Now think of that reverse. Think of the person that believed so much in healing and went to a room and somebody there said that, you know, if healing was for you, why is this, 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 so, 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 right? If God is still healing in these days, why is this so, 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 right? And all of all that. We find that no matter how strong and mighty the person may feel, you know, it really can affect the quality of prayer you pray. So you find that when you're praying, you could just sleep in, and the enemy is very great at that too. You just sleep into your mind and find that, oh, you're randomly thinking, oh, that's why I didn't get healed of that headache because right so this is how these things affect our testimonies this is how these things affect our faith right so find that faith becomes harder hopefulness hopefulness seems farther despair feels easier right and it becomes a new reality we know and then slowly we find that our lives are transformed by these wrong things that we know right so there's a saying that you have to put the poison on a good piece of meat to get a dog to come right the devil will use some good scripture to get you to eat it but he'll put a little poison on it as well so be careful no matter who you read after be very careful be super super careful right and you'd even find that even with ourselves the quality of knowledge we have now is not what we had like three years ago so if you ask me what my view on faith is now is more likely to maybe, if I have grown, maybe more wholesome than what I'd have told you three years ago. So maybe three years ago, I'd have told you that, maybe three years ago, I'd have told you that mm, God is going to heal you if you wake up in the morning and just shout hallelujah, maybe. And then maybe now I'll tell you, oh, healing is already yours in Christ. If I wrote a book three years ago, I hope you know what you're going to read is that if you wake up by six, you'll be healed. It's true. So in 2022, if you read my book I wrote in 2018, and drag healing on that you be sick for a long time is the reality so is the fact that this is assuming that oh i'm a very i'm a you know i've grown into a properly you know groomed teacher of the word so it's possible that even this properly groomed teacher of the word in 2018 wrote meant and in 2022 now wrote a book on faith and is proper so Sometimes it's easy to also get lost in the names. Oh, I know this person writes so well. I know it's important that we are still weighing even when we are reading because it's possible they wrote off a revelation that they have grown out of. But again, they can't recall these books. Let's not forget. They can't recall those videos they put out. They can't recall those excerpts that were put out. They can't recall these things. So if you're going to leave, so let's be careful to not live in somebody's 2018 when they're in 2022. And so when we're now saying, I, I learned it from this groom teacher that I just need to wake up earlier, and this groom teacher is telling me that, nope, I'm not even there. <laughs> so, you know, it just goes to say that regardless of the who, the what is, the what is super, yeah, who is important, right? There's some teachers already of the faith that we have, but it's important that we are still weighing the content, weighing the content, because they too are putting in work to grow, right? So we can't afford to read everything we get our hands on, we may assume that it really applies to secular books, but also applies even much more to spiritual books. Peter talked a lot on Sunday about how it's so easy for believers to even delve into spiritism, right? Because we're searching for things that are not lost, right? And sometimes they even look like spiritual books, right? I remember sometime in school when I was in year three or two, year three, and I had this classmates. I went to visit her in her room one time and she was reading a book. I like to read. So she was reading a book, something of light, I don't remember now. I looked very nice. So mm -mm, this is what happened. A day or two before, she put up a picture on her status 
of the excerpt of the book and I read it. I was like, this is so nice. Sounds very beautiful. And I went to visit her in her room and then I was like, ah, oh, that book you put it on WhatsApp, can I see it? And then she showed me and then I was like, this is so nice. The next thing, and this is actually what happened. Next thing, she told me, oh, it's for her group of people. I was like, oh, what group? And she's like, oh, they worship, I don't remember what they worship, but they're not Christians. They, they're like this modern people and all. And then she was talking, oh, carriers of light. Uh -huh. Now they're carriers of light and something, something. And I was just shocked. So next thing I asked her was, so you don't go to church on Sundays? She's like, no. So this book is not about Jesus. <laughs> no. And I, I didn't even know anything about Jesus too much then. But like, and then, and she's like, no, that we just worship on some e evenings and we worship the moon, the sun, and all of that. And I was, I was scared. I, I promise I was scared. I didn't even talk to her for a while because I was very afraid. <laughs> I, was, I was afraid. I was very afraid. She was not very nice. She was like, ah, I won't have them version volume two. Vo I said, I don't want to read that. Please. <laughs> I don't want to read any volume. And this is what can happen, right? That is just one of, but it's the fact that we know that um, the enemy too is aware that we're hungry and we're searching and we're very hungry and hungry for more, hungry for knowledge. So he's aware that it's like Daddy Freeze, I can call his name, yes. So it's like how that one woke up <laughs> and said people shouldn't pay tithe. Ah, okay. So, right, and this is just how, how certain things can sound high and sound deep and even from you know, people we know, or we even hear things like, even, even this week, somebody was talking to me about homosexuality and how he listens to somebody, I can't remember his name now, listens to somebody that is very neutral on the point, and how he's a very intellectual person. I was like, okay, nice. Intellectual foolishness, if you ask me, right? Because you can't be neutral, is the reality. And so we have to be careful. The fact that the book has Jesus came, died, resurrected, rose, you know, doesn't make it a Christian book. Doesn't make it good for you, right? The fact that the book mentions God a hundred times and even has Satan in small letters doesn't make it good for you. The fact that the book's book, you know, is even written by, you know, doesn't make it good for you. It's important we weigh. It's important we wait. I can't overemphasize how important it is to wait. It's important to wait, it's important to sieve, right? As, we're, as you are listening, as you are reading, perceiving, you know how you listen to sometimes, listen to books or content, just like, okay, this is correct. This one, rubbish, 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 right? It's important to just stay alert and aware because these things, whether we like it or not, affect our lives. All right. Okay, so uh, there's another except. So this is Papa Hagen was saying how he held a meeting for a minister, a doctor of divinity, right? And up to that time, he had never seen a larger personal library, right? So this person had like so many books. And then he was telling the, he was telling the person how, you know, it just looked really nice because the library was huge. And then the person opened up, this, this is like a doctor of divinity, opened up to Papa Hagen and said, I'll be perfectly honest with you. There are some things I've read that I wish I'd never read. They bother me, they hinder me yet, though I don't read them anymore. It's so important that this guy had stopped reading, but they were still there, right? What I'm just trying to say is that guard your space like you know that there's nobody else guarding it for you, right? You're better off not knowing a lot of things, quite frankly. Right. So, and then the guy was saying how I just wish I had never read them. It hinders my faith today. It hinders me from believing in God today. Right. Okay. So we're still talking about babies and how you know babies are spoiled. They want to be pampered and pulled and gushed over. You know, a wind infant shows signs when it's time to go up the bottle. If not, that's an issue. Right, so an option you usually have is, you see mothers, they just take the bottle away and just start giving child solids, right? So we ought to grow spiritually, you know, mature enough to the point where we don't need people to drag us to church, where we don't need people to have to always pour into us every time, but then we're the ones helping people. 
So this again means that it matters very little how long we've been in church. If that means that it's possible that we've been in church for 10 years and we're still babies, it actually means it is very possible, right? Babies are easily frustrated, easily distracted, easily hurt. But the Lord wants us to bring, wants us to come to a place where we're not easily frustrated, where our peace is anchored in Him, right? Where, where we're not easily distracted, where we're not um, one step ahead, fifteen backward, right? He wants us to come to a place where we're not easily hurt, right? Um, where we can trust the leadership better. So then there's childhood. So with children, you find like they're very unsteady. You can't depend on a child. I mean, if you tell a child, um, if you tell a child to tell Jola, Jola would agree to be a child now. So if you say, Jola, don't go there, and you turn, he's going to go. Like, don't is like the only thing you should never tell children because they're going to do it. Once you just say, don't, they want, because it's curiosity. I want to know why shouldn't I know. Right, and, and, th and that's how children are. You can't put a grown head on a child, right? So children have like, they're very present for just a short time, then after they just move on to new things. And then children can be very curious, you know, wanting to know everything, eager to know who we are and what. So mind you, this is not to drown our, you know, um, inquisitiveness. No, 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 it's, oh my God, it's very important to be Area. Like it's important to want to know. It's important to actually want to know. But it's important that you're weighing. It's very important you're weighing. It's important you're weighing, right? Um, okay. God wants us to tend to our own business. Part of this is trusting the leadership of your pastor. All right. So uh, children have never learned the value of silence, and they're also not very aware of. The power of words. Think of how a child will tell you, I'm, I'm not speaking to you again. You know, my friend, but you're their friend. <laughs> Doesn't like you're their friend. Or I don't like you, but they love you, right? And that's how children are, right? So we will learn to control our speech in quality and quantity, right? Then manhood. So um, characteristics here are, you know, esteeming earthly things, like it has put in, you know, things of God first before everything else, right? Because realize that Matthew 6, 3, 33 rather, Matthew 6, 33, right? You seek the kingdom first and everything flows, right? Deadness to censure or praise, dependability on the word and life of God, and ability to recognize God at work. And then so the question is like, you know, how do we grow, right? How we grow, we grow by walking with the Father. So God wants us to realize that He's our father, God, you know, he's our father, and he's a judge to many, but he's our father because we're in Christ and walking in love. Peter was teaching last week about health and how forgiveness can hamper healing and even hamper everything else going on in our lives, right? Um, I remember after that, <laughs> I sat down there thinking everybody that offended me, and I was like, I forgive you. I forgive you, because me, I want to move on. <laughs> I forgive you. I forgive you, right? So, um, to all come in the unity of faith and the knowledge of the Son of God unto a perfect man, Ephesians 4, 13. So, I'm certain that we all want to grow spiritually. I'm certain that I want to grow spiritually. I'm certain that we all want to grow spiritually, wherever we are, babyhood, child, man. It even means that you can be a child and act like a baby sometimes. Right, and it doesn't discredit. It doesn't. So it's important to realize that you know all of these listings and stages is not to. It's not to label us. That's not the point. The point is to see that growth is possible. The point is to see that growth is, growth is achievable, right? And if we see it in stages, then just maybe our minds would be able to agree that, okay, I've grown from this place where these things don't move me and these things don't phase me, right? I'm now at this place, right? And it's also not for us to think that I'm now a man in Christ, you're a baby in Christ. Yo, <laughs> also not. So it's, it's, not, it's also not a thing where we begin to think that and we're better off than other believers because they're just growing and we are growing, right? It, so it's important to just realize that there's a balance, that God is calling us higher. And if, we're, if you already you know, um, consider yourself a man in Christ, there is higher, right? 
there is higher. Wherever we consider ourselves, there is higher. Right. So First Peter 2.2 says, As newborn babes, desire the sincere milk of the word that we may grow thereby. When babies are growing up, they usually start off milk because they can't eat you know, meat. And God says that this sincere milk of the word will cause us to grow. Right? Uh, now, to grow, first things first, receiving and growing the knowledge of God right, in our hearts, feeding upon God's word. Right? We will, let me happen to you where you're reading. I feel personally, I'm very convinced that when I go to heaven, if all the believers, you know, everybody in, if for instance, heaven is like Philippi Church, Ephesus Church, I believe that everybody in Philippians, Philippi already knows me. Because I read that book every time. I'm, I'm certain like they were like, yo! <laughs> or like the book of John as well and James. I'm very certain they already know my name, right? But then do you find that every time when you're back to that same scripture, that you, even Psalm 23 is such a beautiful psalm I love. I find that every time I read it, it's like I never read it. The Lord is my shepherd, I lack nothing. So there was a time, Lord is my shepherd, I lack nothing meant to me as God has provided for me material things. And currently, what it means to me is, the Lord is my shepherd, I lack nothing. I do not lack joy. I do not lack comfort. I do not lack wisdom. I do not lack direction. I do not lack friends. I do not lack hope. I do not lack placement. I do not lack favor. I do not lack mercy. I do not lack grace. That's what it means to me now, right? But it's the same Bible verse. Because the word of God is alive. It's alive. Like, it's powerful how... how how much the word of God is able to change our lives, right? The word of God is our life, right? So it's important that we are feeding on the word and we come with our hearts open to say, I don't know this Bible verse. I want to learn it again. And we find that we keep growing. We keep growing. We keep growing. Here in TGC, we um, majorly use two, right? two versions, three rather, NIV, NKJV, amplified right and there's why so if you're using other versions you may want to be careful and this is not to you know make light of any other but just to say that it's important that you don't you don't like you're studying and making sure like the word is um is not being washed down to content that is that becomes not as effective so to say right so it's important we're feeding upon god's word it's important it is it's important see it's important there are days that it is just the lord is my shepherd i lack nothing he leads me inside to waters and there are days that it is ephesians 1 to 3 that you're reading there are days that you're reading the entire book of john and james at the same time and you're reading you know philippians and the book of corinthians at the same time there are days like that but it's important we're putting God's word in our mouth, right? It's important we're putting God's word in our hearts, actually. It's important we're putting God's word in our hearts. It's important we're thinking about God's word. It's important. It's important we're questioning it in the sense that we're letting our minds roam, right? It's important we're saying, oh, okay, Jesus is this type of person. I find like when you read the gospel, what's it, what's one beautiful thing that the gospel does for us is that it helps us realize the person of Jesus as against our person, right? And then one thing the epistles does is that it helps us realize the person of the believer, right? So, you know, if you're reading Matthew, Mark, and reading how Jesus was giving everybody bread everywhere and just sharing and just having supply, it's very energetic to remind yourself that, okay, uh, Jesus, this is Jesus's nature, this person he is. And then you're reading the Ephesians and the epistles and then you're realizing, okay, this is the life of Christ in me. Right. So it's important that even when we think we don't look like the word, we must keep reading it. It's important that the way it is, uh, or the way I like to think it is, is that as long as I keep at it, I'm being changed. I don't really care. As long as I keep at it, I'm being changed. Right? I'm still having bad behavior, no problem. But as long as I keep at this, I am being changed. As long as I keep at it, one day the word will hit me. And I would, you know, I would do factory setting back. But until I reset, we'll keep at it, right? Because God's word has the ability to change us. Okay. So there's a lot to learn, and we should not stop learning until we gain knowledge, you know. And this is studying the word. This is listening to sermons. 
I have a particular sermon I have I love now very much. But it's listening to sermon, podcast, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, download everything, use free Wi-Fi and download everything and listen to them later. But it's super important. Just just you know, um flood your space with God's word. Sometimes even as little as worship song, right? There is so much that listen to the right worship song does for you actually so yeah so we shouldn't stop learning we shouldn't stop and we should acknowledge that we are learning it's very important to be nice and kind to yourself to say ah, ah this is me now look at me ah when, when people say this type of things i'm more faced i understand but and it's about to realize that oh there was a time that oh this thing would move me so much and what it does is that it helps you realize where, like how well you're going so for instance let's just say before now when you have a headache you'd sit down and cry and cry this is not a very bad reaction but let's say that's your reaction now let's say next two years your reaction or six so years your reaction is that you know you just speak to the headache and it goes off right it's important that you want to note that there's a time i used to cry and there's a time that i don't cry anymore and this is why the days that you're tiptoeing back into crying you realize that something's wrong with you it's very important so you realize that mm -mm, this i left here I was here. Now I'm moving back. Something's wrong with me, right? Maybe I'm not praying, you know. Maybe I'm not letting God's word permeate my heart or something, but there's something that I need to check. So it's important that we like, have metrics to say, I used to be like this before. Now this desire is no longer phase me. Okay, if they are crawling up in my heart a lot more now, what, what am I exposing myself to? But clearly something's wrong. Okay, so until we gain the knowledge of what we're growing up in, you know, until we gain the knowledge of what Christ did for us, this is to say that all of us are growing. Man in, if you think you're a man in Christ, you're still growing, right? Until we gain the knowledge of what Christ did for us in his death, right? Until we gain the knowledge of what it means that Jesus died, resurrected, ascended, is sitting at the right hand of the Father, right? Not the one that majority of us do, including me too. Where, you know, today, I'm feeling like, ah, I'm a man in Christ, Jesus died, took this up, and later I'm like, maybe he didn't really take all of it up, right? So it's important that we realize that there is a place, like, there is a place of, there's a, there is a place, right? And I like to think about people that have, that have made some great significant steps in their Christian work, because it just helps me, it satisfies me with, we can get there. We can move like there's hope. I, I, it's something I love to do very much. So it's important I realize that as long as we have not yet accepted fully the reality that the burial, resurrection, ascension, and you know of Christ is a reality, it means we still have to grow. You know the fact that um, sometimes we forget what Jesus is doing for us now, that even in this very moment we are the forgiven. You know even in this very moment we are the redeemed. Right, that even in this very moment where they loved, right, the fact that we forget means we still have to grow. The fact that we forget that, you know, forever and ever there's an intercession that has been made for us, it means we still have to grow. The fact that we forget that we are before the throne of God, that we have angels that work with us, it means there's still growth to be done. The fact that we forget that Jesus was placed far above right and everything was placed under his feet and he's the head of the church and i am you know in the body of the church and means i have everything under my feet as well until it is beyond my lips and it is in my heart it means i still have work to do right until i realize that the enemy trembles when i actually speak i still have work to do until i know and i can you know until i know receive and can share the love of god freely giving freely receiving freely sharing it means I still have work to do. So if everything I've said here now, you've perfected everything, awesome. But if you think you haven't perfected everything, it means all of us here still have work to do. All of us here still have work to do. All of us here still have work to do, right? So um, diet, it's important to figure out what are we eating? How are we eating, right? Paul prayed for the church at Ephesus. Practically, Paul prayed for everybody quite frankly, right? In the book of Ephesians, where he's saying, oh, I'm continually praying. I'm like, nice, right? So this week, hmm, Peter told us to read the book of Ephesians and Colossians. Did we read them? Or, or have we started? 
Nice, nice, lovely, lovely, lovely. Good, 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 good. So guys, keep reading them. It's very important. And as you're reading, pray it as well. Pray chapters one, chapters two, chapters three, chapters four, chapters five, and book of Colossians as well. Read them and pray them, right? Um, sometimes, or maybe a lot of times, the word can feel like a slow drug, no mighty effect, no big revelation, you know. I'm guessing that all of us can relate to this. You know, there are times that we're just reading the word and like, ah, it's not deep, it's just deep. And there are times that maybe you're reading the word and it's very heavy, it's like there's rema everywhere, left and right. Your scripture notes is like 15 pages. And there are times that maybe there's not so much feeling right it's important that we just keep at it because slowly but surely it's our life's book slowly but surely it has the power to you know coordinate our lives it has the power to be our shield like our uh what's the word now gates right that's not what i'm looking for, what I'm looking for is something that surrounds you <laughs> surrounds you <laughs> yes so yeah that was not intended but yeah Something that surrounds you, right? So, uh, yeah. So, Pitsy taught us on Sunday that we can build a prayer life by praying alone. That has to be built on God's word. And this is because the study life, our study life will propel and give us direction to our prayer life. We begin to know what and how to pray. Um, what Pitsy was saying, was it Sunday? I think he said that you hear some believers and they say, oh, I don't have... So I was talking about um, Bishop. I said he doesn't have needs. He doesn't have this. That. And it's not because he doesn't have like one thing he needs, but because you know there's how we can. And I'm saying there's how because I know there are people that have lived that live this life or have lived it, and so it's possible. And there's Paul, Apostle Paul, right, that we can talk about. But it's the fact that you know there's how we can anchor our peace so much in God that everything else feels like nothing. Right, there's how our hope can be so much anchored in God where we're so comfortable that it's a storm and we think it's a party, right? And every other person else around us is turbulent and we're just fine. And it's not nonchalance, there's a big difference. It's not lethargy either. It's a place of colifimile, you can't leave me right. So until we get to that place. It's a place that we must all get. It's a place that we should all want to get to. It's a place that we should all acknowledge is possible to get there. If we acknowledge it's possible to get there, we can do it. I'm saying this because sometimes um, when we're studying the word or trying to maybe inculcate new spiritual things to our already existing routine, it's possible to feel very overwhelmed. Just feel like, this is not for me. Right, but I should just be doing my own chakarapaka. Let me just speak in talk five seconds and not add this extra one, right? But if we realize that it's achievable, if God puts it in the word, he's not irresponsible. He's not irresponsible about me. He's not irresponsible. If he says that, oh, if you draw near to me, I'll draw near to you. James 4, 8 or 7. But if he says it, it's not irresponsible. That's how I like thing. God's not irresponsible. So this thing that this thing my mind is thinking that sounds like a no. I'm just going to push that and believe it's a yes. I don't see it, but I'm just going to move. Right. So it's important that you realize that God's word is sure. God's word is true. There'll be days that we don't feel like God's word is sure. There'll be days we don't feel like God's word is true. On those days, my guys, listen to sermons, right? Um, on those days, listen to the right songs. I mean, you already are listening to it before, but on those days, you need it more. So it's like you're taking more, um, supplements every day. Then you notice that, oh, you're sneezing a lot and you have runny nose. You should realize you should double up now. Abby. If you're taking one, maybe you should take two a day. Don't kill yourself, but <laughs> my point is that you should realize that you need double up something. Yeah, so um, on those days, even when you feel low and down, you know, just focus on the word. And even when it's not, the focus is not focusing, it's important just surround yourself. Because that's, like, it's easier to, to, to get more distracted. It's like, oh, you're already feeling very tired. And an easier option is just to stay there, right? And so even if you're staying there, 
one of my friends that I really love would say, ah, um, I have headache. But in this headache, I'm crying. But I'm sitting down here and saying the Lord is my strength. And that's how she is. She li- like, she's literally, like, sometimes I don't know when she's dying. I don't know whether it's real. I don't know. But she's literally in pain. Like, she's not even, there's no strength, literally. And it's just like, the Lord is my strength. 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 And beauty with that, it, it has the ability to help us see God, even when everybody else doesn't. It has the ability to allow us to tie the result and the output to God. So when everybody else just says, well, you rested for seven days, that's how you're better. Mm-mm, God healed me, right? Well, you took um, supplements, <laughs> overdose. <laughs> so now you have muscle. Like, God is really my strength, right? So it's important that we anchor these things, right? It's important. There are days, again, that I will feel easier than not. And there are days that I will feel you know, you know, almost not present, but we realize that God is present and he wants us much more than we think than we do, right? So um, surround your place with the right place of teaching. You know, as much as we're paying attention to what we hear, where are we hearing from is important, right? What are the channels that you're hearing from? Who do you listen to? Where are you planted? And I'm just going to talk a little bit about the local church and how it's important that we have a steady place of supply. It's important that you realize that God has put teachers in the church, right? He put, excuse me, he has put teachers in the church, right? And yes, the Holy Spirit is our teacher, but he himself has given us teachers, right? So the Holy Spirit wants us to be grown. The fivefold ministry is because we must be wholesome people. We can't have just pastors. We, we not have teachers. We can't have just apostles, apostles in the center of God. We can't have just evangelists. It's important that we have everybody. So it's important that you realize where is your local church. And if you don't have a local church and you're with us at the moment, it's just better to let you know that you're doing something very wrong, right? And um, we can't go in isolation, right? It is impossible, right? We can only try for so long. Beautiful example, you have, if you, if you like gardening a lot, you realize that one thing that happens is that when you put the seeds in the ground, you put those like little, you make those nursery beds. When you make those nursery beds, after a while you transplant. If you don't like gardening, you did agriculture. And you passed, amen. You transplant. When you transplant, the reason you're transplanting is because we realize that that place is no longer fit for it. And it needs to stay with this fellow. So you know, then you find how plantations tend to look more richer than when you just have one plantain or one a mango tree compared to an orchard, right? So it's the same beauty that we have in the local church that everybody is supplying their needs. And no matter how big a man you think you are in Christ, man here, no gender, I mean mankind, male or female, no matter how deep you think that you are, how revelationary you think you are, you know, how the Lord talks to you, Moses face to face, right? No matter how much you think of that that you are, you need the local church. You need a place where you're growing. You need a place where you're listening to God's word taught rightly, you know, divided properly. You need a place where you're serving, right? And if you're already in just already in the local church, it's important that, you know, we're really present and that we value the gifts that we have because we have such a beautiful gift here in TGC and even in the local church, right? It is the beauty that God is so orderly that, you know, we talk about the global church, the body of Christ, but then God is so wise that he knows that if I just leave people as body of Christ, nobody's going to grow, right? Nobody's going to grow. So he then says, okay, we'll do local churches. And like I like to say, local is not inferior or smaller value. It just means like, think of it as proximity, right? Nearness, right? Like your local server, think of it that way, right? So, I just said something, tech girl, we'll see. <laughs> so, so, yeah, um, think of it that way. It's important that we're somewhere, that we're planted, that we're growing, right? So stay in the right place. God has set your teacher. See, no matter how tall you are, like if you're taller than your pastor, like even if your pastor is short, and you have to talk to your pastor like this. <laughs> Just imagine that, actually, like you actually have to look down, but you don't plan to look down <laughs> on your teacher. 
<laughs> or your pastor, he's your teacher, right? And God's word is deliberately put in his lips for his own people. I think Peter has said this before. Yes, he has. Like that God gives the, um, paraphrasing now, that God will give like the pastor of that household or that church, you know, a word for his own people. So like the word that is for me now is in Peter's mouth. Something like that. Or it's with CGC people. But it's not in Jakpadoko or something, church ministries or something. Right? So it's just important that we're in the right place and you know, the right place would mean that where the word is taught, where we're growing, where we're learning, and all of that. So yes, uh, to, to just, you know, bring everything back to our minds is the fact that, guys, God is kind, and he shows it by making sure we're nurtured and cared for and we're, you know, brought up, right? And knowing who we are in Christ and where we are in our growth work and our work with God is important. Acknowledging is important. Locating ourselves, say, oh, okay, I'm still a baby. I have so much work to do, right? And then if I'm a baby, it means I should cling to adults, right? And if I'm an adult, I should look for babies, basically. If I'm a child, I should hold everybody, right? So um, just to say that, Whatever you may label yourself as, the entire plan is that we grow. The man in Christ should be growing. The baby should be growing. The child should be growing. All of us should be growing on the place where you know, we're, made, we're perfect men in Christ. Right? And you know, it's important. Currently, you know, in TGC, for TGC people, I'm just going to retreat like that. We already have structures that help us grow. Right? There's from midweek service, from Monday, Monday, we have prayers during the week. We have our daily devotions that are so beautiful that we get by 4 for 59 every day. We have midweek service. We have cell. We have units that you should be part of. Then we have Sunday service. Then we have, you know, the fact that these sermons are available every time, everywhere. We have these things, right? We have the people, the quality of people that we are for ourselves as children of God is important. So, safe to say that um, God expects us to grow. He wants us to grow, and he has enabled us to grow. He has created an environment for us to grow. He's creating an environment for us to grow. So, as we're growing, right, and we're acknowledging that, you know, God himself causes us to will and to do of his great pleasure. So, it means that, you know, even your desires like that that god is god wants this thing for us that's just safe to say so um yeah i believe we're done okay so next week we'll continue on this topic i'm continuing this for the rest of the month right and i really 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 believe and hope that our hearts will be blessed so much more in this series that that would grow that because i want to grow right and i'm sure we all want to grow Right, I'm, I'm very certain. So have a beautiful night. Great job, Ma. That was a good one. Hallelujah. Yeah, you're pretty nice. So you're the Ma. You're the Ma tonight. That was really good. Okay, we'll do this more and more. And on Sundays too. Amen. Yes. Uh, you know, so there was this story a uh, man of God shared. How... This lady had an evangelist say how he heard God talk to him in an audible voice. So she began to pray, God, I want to hear the audible voice. You know? And she began to hear voices. All right? And they're taking her everywhere. And she, would, she could not be delivered. She was, you know, she was going cocoa, you know? And, um, yeah. And I was, I was taking her to every pastor to pray for her. And nothing was working. So, can I take what I'm going to pray for her? And, you know, you just add a word from God that she can, that lady can hear them and she didn't want to be delivered. Yeah, she was enjoying the voices. Yeah, that she was enjoying the voices. You know, this thing about babies and curiosity is a big deal. It is why we don't give it to children and put them on the road. Children are born in homes. 
So also, spiritual children are born and raised in families in local churches. So even proper evangelists, after winning souls, they share them to local churches. The real ones. What they do? Churches they trust in that area, they give them their contacts to follow up because, you know, that someone is saved alone and not in a local church, it's mostly like you just wasted your time. You just, it's like, it's like, it's like um, a seed you, you, you threw by the wayside. What will happen? It will be better to come and eat it. All right? So, the idea is this, that as she said, you have to take it what you hear and how you hear. This curiosity, it's a big deal in our days. People think they are being deep when they say, I listen to five preachers. They think it's a sign of being deep. No. Paul told his people, follow me as I follow Christ. He didn't say follow everybody. Yeah, he says, imitate those who through faith are from to the promise. Okay, but, sure, you know, follow me. You get, so we cannot afford to be those that are so curious, we eat everything everywhere. You know, even if I invite someone to church, right, I'm listening to hear if something will go off that I need to fix later on. That's a pastor's job. That if someone misses something, I know that with style, I will correct it on Sunday next week. Okay? I won't say I'm correcting it too, but we just say that I've fixed that issue. That's a pastor's job, a shepherd's job. So, if you now go everywhere hearing everything, you are doing yourself huge disservice. So, there was something that happened some, some months back. How it was going about how, if you want to see visions, pray three hours every night. Do you realize that Peter did not pray to fall into a trance? It was his normal prayer. His normal prayer life. Paul did not pray to fall into third heaven. Like what I want deep. Take me deeper. Deep, deep, deep. No. John did not pray and be caught in the spirit and see heaven. We are not told to pray for visions. We are not told to pray for trance. No. We pray the normal prayers, okay? I want to hear you clearer. That's a good prayer. They let God choose how he speaks to you. Do you understand? But when we are hung up on these deep things, people enter into spiritism. People download witchcraft. You know that? Tell the young believers. Young believers download witchcraft. You hear them on social media so, so loud, so brash, so what? Because it has mixed. They have entered they should not enter into. You, you can even hear the pride in their voice. And you know that the Spirit of God is working in their spirit. And, and that spirit on their mind. You know that there's a so point in that thing. You get? So, in all these things, okay? Your hunger should lead you to the word first. Pray the Pauline prayers. You can't go wrong praying the Pauline prayers. You cannot go wrong praying Pauline prayers. Okay? And in all this, your local church is key. When God has led you somewhere, and you know from time and time again that the word there is clean, is good, stay. Don't be YouTube. Now Google Fits. YouTube was even wicked because it gives suggestions. You know, I prayed two hours every day and I began to, I began to see visions. You know, it's on YouTube. You never even ask, it's there. But YouTube, because you want deep, you now go into it. Be careful. In the spirit realm, is spiritual thing, not, not only God's spirit. So if you go beyond where you have gone in the world, you have been exposed. You have been exposed. If you, if you, go, to, if you go out of the world into experiences, you experience both the good, the bad, and the very terrible. Be okay with the word. Be okay with the real life faith that grows your character. Not, you, 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 don't, you don't need to, to close your eyes and see vision every time. Relax. You know, people say, ah, I want to hear, you know, I want to hear God for my wife, you know. I saw, I saw something on his Twitter. How, you know, um, I want to know things happen to my wife by word of knowledge. No, that's not what it's for. Your wife should talk to you, share challenges with you, tell you what is her problem. You, don't, you are not asking God. You, that's, not, that's not what it's for. So the person was saying that how, you know, how marriage is 50%, 50 spiritual gift. 50% spiritual gift. Marriage. Marriage. 
So I will know your thoughts by God telling me. Don't tell me I'll be knowing. No, you're fooling yourself. All right? But people are chasing nonsense. You get? So be okay with growing, okay? Be okay with growing step by step with the word. Be real Christianity that changes your world, that changes your life, makes better in character. Okay, not just deep. Not just go everywhere, give everybody word, relax first. Some want to go everywhere and give everybody everybody word. Just end, okay? Just go everywhere, give people word. Just come, ah, okay, calm down. All right, be careful. Those, the drive for those things can lead into witchcraft. Because even when God stops speaking, you have to manufacture stuff to say. People can meet you, I want to name my child, they give them the name of the child. You no, know God did not send you that one. Yeah, before they name a child in your church, they come to you for the name of the child. You know you enter witchcraft. Before they travel, they want to, want to travel, pastor. Should I travel? You know you enter witchcraft. Because when God stops speaking, when God is not speaking, you have to speak. Easy. All right? We can talk on and on. It's a pastor's job to talk. All right? Father, we are grateful for a wonderful night. We are glad because we are richly blessed with your word. Thank you, Lord, because it keeps getting better and better. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you because next week is going to get even, even better. Sunday will be better. Next week, better and better and better. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name we have prayed. We hope you were blessed by that sermon. Chance to growth and global impact. Feel free to contact us via our social media platform at This Green Church. And do join us every Sunday by 9 a.m. and Wednesday by 6 p.m. to be a part of our family. Remember, you are that Savior. You are light and life to your world.